Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of With Love Alexa. Today I'm excited to have Memphis Garrett with me. He was on Big Brother 10 and then also Big Brother 22. And he's also a restaurant, a restaurant newer and entrepreneur. And we're just going to talk all things mental health and just life and how he stays strong during hard times. Hey Memphis. Yes. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good, you know. I'm uh, extra busy, but you know, trying to uh, trying to stay focused in this crazy time, you know, with everything going on with COVID, <laughs> it's 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 a little chaotic in my world and hospitality. Oh, I'm sure. So we've been trying to just do different things, think outside the box, and you know, it's been tough, and it's been you know, I, I'm very, I feel very blessed to be in the position that I'm in. Uh, being in Florida and being able to actually open, but there's a lot of people in in hospitality that are feeling the pain for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we've just been you know trying to think outside the box and stuff like that, and and I've been really like taking the new year and just trying to get back on track. You know, being in the Big Brother house definitely does a number. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. On you, uh, and I think it's it's really tough to get kind of back um, into the groove. At least it was for me, um, being away for you know said and done. I was gone for a hundred days, right? So you know that's kind of a substantial amount of time, yeah. <laughs> just to just to be away <laughs> from family and friends and and ultimately your career. And that's something that um, it's really taking me you know, a couple months to really get back to the level of in the mindset of thinking that I was at before I left, which for me, I work, you know, with a very, normally with a very high bandwidth of stuff that I need to get done um, yeah. through the day. And I think ultimately being in the house where you kind of don't have that thought process, and you really have to separate yourself from the outside world in your day to day, and just thinking about the game, the game, the game. That's a very difficult right. thing to do. But then once you get to that level and you're like, I'm so engulfed in this game, then they're like, okay, you're done. See ya. <laughs> and then they just throw you back into the real world. Yeah. And, and then it was on the holidays right after that, pretty much like within a month, it was Thanksgiving followed by Christmas and now the new year. So yeah, we, we, it's so funny because we, me and Christmas, we're actually talking about that the other day and how, just how, how ultimately like, Normally, Big Brother gets out, you know, kind of at the beginning of October, I think, which kind of yeah. gives you a little bit of startup between the holiday season, which is always hectic in general, I think, for everyone. Um, but this year, you know, getting out like a couple of days before Halloween, it definitely threw, oh, threw yeah. me off. You know, I just basically was like, OK, the rest of the year I'm done. I'm like mentally <laughs> done. I just can't like just just <laughs> everyone leave me alone. Yeah. Um, which wasn't the case. But, you know, I think it's very uh it was tough. It was definitely tough for me to do that and come out and just, just get back into the groove. And I think it's a misconception sometimes, you know, when we watch these reality shows and we see these people and, and ultimately I think we don't necessarily realize what that does, you know, to these people. And there's so many layers of it, depending on which show and kind of what, what they're doing. I mean, every show is different, right? So like, right. I think Big Brother, you know, usually lasts 100, you know, 90 to 100 days where people are taking out of their, their normal life. Um, Amazing Race is right at 30 days. Um, and then, yeah. you know, the challenge is almost it's like a month and a half, two months. And then 
I think survivors like 30, 40 days or something. So yeah. they're all kind of different in their right mind as far as time frame. But I think a lot of times we don't really think about like what that does to someone's psyche, <laughs> you know. Well, and you don't get outside anything with the outside world. You're trapped in a house with like the same people. It's not like you really get that much of a break. Like you're always there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's tough. And I think when you come out to the in, in an environment where, you know, you're basically being ostracized and, and critiqued and and what what I saw compared to season 10 to season 22, which is was a, a large amount of time, you know, right. the, the world of social media, the world, the way that, you know, people talk and think is different. And and, yeah. and you know, what what I saw firsthand is like just how much hatred people had you know and, and not just towards me but just the way that people spoke about people yeah and you know they're I think I feel like people you know that they're hidden behind this this kind of wall of the internet and you know I think people don't understand that your words still hurt people and a lot of people yeah. you know and and for me I have really thick skin so like I've obviously like you know, I can deal with it, but I feel bad for people that don't. And, and right. you know, I've, I've known friends that came off shows and they really had a really difficult time um, dealing with that kind of stuff. And I think, you know, the outside world, I don't know, you know, I don't know. It's just the world we live in today, but the way that people talk and the way that people, you know, throw, throw that stuff around is very yeah. alarming. You know, it's scary that people have that much hate towards people or can sit there and say certain things and so anyway, I mean, that was kind of very eye opening for me and just being in that 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 spotlight and having people literally criticize, criticize me, just openly talk shit about me and stuff like that. It's it's very interesting. I don't get it. I don't. I yeah. Don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I chop it up to just like, you know, people don't think that what they say, I, I think sometimes people don't think that what they say gets read. You know, it's yeah. like someone writes something about to or toward and look. A lot of times, maybe it doesn't, but that doesn't necessarily discredit what you said. And a lot yeah. of times we like I've had people that like write some crazy remark or, you know, put something on my wall or something. And then like ultimately come back and apologize like later on and be like, I didn't mean to say that. I just and I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, that doesn't excuse it. Yeah, it doesn't excuse it. And it's like. Look, obviously, people that, that talk like that have something going on in their own life, you know, that, that they're dealing with and processing. So at the same time that it's alarming, it's also sad to see that people are going through so much pain and ultimately try to take it out on other people, you know. Yeah. So it's definitely um, an interesting thing that, that I think, you know, should should be talked about, you know, more often just so people are aware. But yeah. I think people just need to be need to be nicer jeez <laughs> right especially with what's going on in the world today like we don't need the extra like mean people <laughs> for sure for sure people are people are tough so that was kind of my experience coming out of the house and and I think you know for me you know it's one of those things where you know I'm I'm not I'm not a public in the eye person I mean I am on a local level because I own restaurants and Right. And I'm social in that regard, but I think, um, you know, it kind of changes the, the whole kind of mindset and I think it's getting bad and it's getting worse for some of these people that are on TV, but you know, yeah. you just keep, you keep grinding and doing your thing. And ultimately, you know, all the people that, 
that have those thoughts. Like, I, I don't know. I always assume that they're 13 years old and they're punks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I don't know if that would be better or worse. I feel like that'd be yeah. better than like a grown person saying yeah. <laughs> comments, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I think, uh, you know, in my mind, I want to say that like, yeah, it would probably make sense. Like I, I compartmentalize it like that. I'm always like, ah, oh, these idiots are like 13 years old. They don't know what's right and wrong, whatever. <laughs> they're just little punks. And then, like, sometimes it's like a 45-year-old man. And I'm like, well, I don't really know what to say to you, man. So. Yeah, you should have learned by now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry you feel that way. But, you know, I'm a real person, just FYI, in case you thought I was a made-up character. Uh. <laughs> so crazy. It's like, I just, like, will, like, be on Instagram or wherever, or Twitter, and I'll, like, see these comments. And it's just, like... Sometimes I want to like comment back, like, do you know these are people? But then it's like, I also don't want to get them getting at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mean. no, that's a, that's a true thing. Like, it's, it's, that's a very interesting way to look at it because I do think people, and I have people that do that for me. And, I, and sometimes I'm like, I don't even like them getting riled up for me on my behalf because I'm like, don't waste your breath, you know? Right. At the same time, it's like a lot of these people, you know, they don't really care what the real reality of it is. And, you know, well, they do and they don't. Some people, they do. Some people are, are totally engulfed in and they believe things. They, they believe that I was a certain type of person on a show that they saw edited, that I was living in a house with 16 strangers since that's a normal yeah. thing to do. And that's who I am <laughs> in real life. <laughs> and I think a lot of people like, when, you know, I, I continue to do mornings with Memphis on IGTV mm-hmm. and, and it's definitely something that, I enjoy doing and just talking about news and, and hot topics and stuff like that. But yeah. a lot of people have reached out to me and they're like, Oh my goodness. Like, you know, you're so different than what you were. And I'm like, what? I was so different than what you saw on an edited TV show. Like me living like, in an house. What? It's basically what three hours a week. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> no, you don't say. And I'm like, guys, I'm like the fact that you think that like, you know, me based off a TV show that is a game show that I'm basically trying to, lie and cheat my way through a house you know what I mean um I was like think about that for a second and you know a lot of people they (laughs) want to make assumptions and stuff like that but I think it is interesting to see you know outside there's so there was so many people that like commented and would would reach out and say like oh you seem like such a good dude and I'm like well I don't know like I didn't watch the show but obviously (laughs) however they portrayed me was not the good dude that's for sure yeah um but you know it, it's funny and it's you gotta kind of take it with a grain of salt but I think ultimately um you know I think there are people that do come off shows and that don't have thick skin that 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 it's really probably hurts them really you know it yeah. really probably does a number on them and I think people need to realize and and I don't know it's like that humanity is like <laughs> lost Sometimes I feel like yeah. like that's the hardest part about like social media too. It's just like social media like kind of sucks. It's like it's a it's good to connect with people and it's like good for a business, but other than that, like it just sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a rough world, and I think you know I have a five year old son, and it's like the way that you know they're gonna he's gonna grow up compared to the way that I grew up yeah. in regards to you know not having social media and all this stuff. And it's tough. I mean, I've heard horror stories about the bullying. I mean, I've seen it firsthand, obviously now, but, oh, right. you, know, you know, feel, I feel really bad that, that, you know, it wasn't just not a backyard bully, neighborhood bully, 
that I remember having to deal with. Right. You know, now it's like, you know, this cyber bullying that happens and it's tough. And, and I don't, you know, I don't know what we're going to do about it, you know, as far as the future goes, but you know, I, you know, it's so funny. I was listening to um, Nicole did a podcast the other day, her podcast that she does. Yeah. Uh, Nicole F. Um, yep. No, Nicole A. Sorry. Nicole A. Oh, yeah. Um, she does her podcast and she did one the other day I watched and she did it with Julie Chin. Uh, okay. Yeah. So she came on and she talked a lot about how she was trying to really you know tell the audience to kind of like be nice you know she was very she's very religious she's very like you know that's something that she was making a point because she felt that some of the viewers the diehard fans were a little not a they're just kind of aggressive you know they can just throw they can just they can throw hate around a lot and I think she was really wanted to take a stance and, and really, you know, shine and, and put that, you know, her, her views on, yeah. on God and, and her Christianity out there to see if like that would kind of like calm people down and, and having so much hatred to some of the players. So I thought that was pretty interesting um, the way that she, she did that and the way that she even as the host knows that that is going down, you know, that's happening. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of, it's crazy that that's the world of kind of big brother <laughs> fandom or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And you, it's like the way oh. some of these people are, you wouldn't think it's a fandom. You would think it's like a, I don't even know. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 and the good ones. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a tough, it's a tough, tough audience for sure. <laughs> um, you were saying like you have a five-year-old son. Did he like get to watch or is he too young? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, he did get to watch. Um, you know, one of the things that, that my uh, Rivers co-parent, Ashley, my ex-wife, like she watched it for a few weeks and then it was tough for him to grasp the idea that I was on TV and it's due to the fact that he was just having a difficult time, like seeing me on TV, but ultimately not, not being able you. to see me in real life. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was kind of tough for him, which I can get it. Like, it, I think if I ever went back to do a different show or something and I was gone for a period of time, he would understand it. But imagine being five and just all of a sudden I'm here and then I'm not there and then trying to explain yeah. like, oh, yeah, but I'm going to be on TV like. I'm not an actor. So like, I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's right. tough. He doesn't know that he does. He's never, he's never had that thought process. So I think it was difficult for him because still, sometimes he still is like, when do you, when do you have to go back to big brother? And I'm like, oh. I don't, <laughs> I don't have You're to stuck go back with me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that just goes to show you that that whole mindset and that process is, is new to him and, and it's yeah. tough for them to understand, but you know, once I got back, everything kind of, you know, their kids are so resilient, you know, little kids are so resilient in their mindset. And it was, you know, everything kind of just went back to normal and <laughs> he was all about it. So, but yeah, he's, he's a good kid, but yeah. He looks so just that, like that, you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Yeah. He's a little mini me for sure. But yeah, so that, that whole thing, but I think that was definitely one of the hardest things for me to being you know, going away was just not being, you know, around him, 
Yeah. And that was definitely a huge, huge thing that just like drove me crazy constantly is not being with my son. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been a whirlwind coming back, but you know, ultimately we're just, you know, he's in kindergarten. So a lot of spelling tests and math tests <laughs> and, <laughs> and all that jazz. So it's been Our good, but yeah. Are schools open up there or yeah. Yeah. School, yeah. Oh. yeah. He's been going all year. So Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So he didn't like yeah. only missed summer last year. Yeah, I like he went last he went last year, last semester, and then he went this year. So everything kind of he never really stopped going. Yeah. Which I know some places, you know, had a tough time with that, but we just kept trucking on. Well, but I think good. it was good. I mean, there there's definitely I, I was reading a lot of articles about that with kids like not, you know, not doing well in school you know, because oh. they're being taught online and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and I can't even imagine how that <laughs> is going. I mean, trying wow. to keep a five-year-old's attention, yeah. you know, on a screen, like, I don't know. So I feel bad for teachers for sure. No, because like, I remember in college, like I liked um, online classes just because I was organized in that way. But I couldn't even imagine in high school, like if I had to do that, like, or even younger, it's I like, you yeah, need that help the interaction. Yeah, and I think it holds, it definitely like being in school holds your attention a little bit more than being at home where you're normally yeah. more relaxed and the TV and you have everything at your fingertips. So yeah, I definitely think that's been a, a very, I mean, I think we'll see, we'll, we'll, we will see those like residual issues like, you know, on the back end. Later, yeah. Because, you know, saying an entire year of not being taught, you know, normal. I think that really is going to play a big, a big, big factor in these kids' education for, for sure. It's probably similar to like being about. homeschooled, like kids that are homeschooled normally. Like they always, yeah, I don't, social. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Like, you know, that's always like an interesting thing to look at. I always, we talked about that a lot with river. I mean, he goes to a private school now, but we talked about, you know, just kind of wanting him to go to a public school due to the fact that, uh -huh you know, it's a more diverse, you know, kind of upbringing and more diverse, you know, yeah. culturally diverse, you know, crowd, um, which I think he gets that, you know, being in South Florida, you get that anyway, no matter your private school, or, you know, public right. school, it's really, it's a very diverse um, kind of area of the country. But I think being in public school, you know, it's helpful. I grew up in a public school, so I don't, <laughs> and I turned out fine. <laughs> Me <guy>. too. <laughs> Honestly, it helped me because like, I like grew up going to the like our local public school. Um, it was extremely diverse my whole life. Um, so when I went to college, it was easy, like where I know people that lived in small towns that were mainly around like white Christian families. And it was like, yeah. they'd never seen someone Jewish before, or they just aren't used to it. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine that being pretty pretty interesting to grow I didn't grow up like that either I mean I grew up super poor and uh you know in in a yeah. really weird you know area of mm -hmm. Kentucky um and and then I grew up in South Memphis which if you've ever been to Memphis it's super diverse it's super you know um and that's just how I grew up so I, I kind of like went through the gauntlet of like living you know inner city Memphis from <laughs> western kentucky poor farm boys <laughs> so i've kind yeah. of like lived lived it all 
um, a big melting pot, which I think for me, you know, and then I lived in LA for 10 years and then I lived here for a long time. So it's like in Vegas. So I've kind of like seen it and experienced it all. And I think it, you know, at, at the same time, it, it definitely like molds you to the person that you are. Um, and I think it starts at a young age, I think with river going to school, you know, whether it be private or public, but just being around people, kids that aren't like him, I think it's important, you know, for sure. That's how they learn. It's like being young, like that young where you can really mold them one way or the other. So that's like why like schools need to be more like inclusive, which they are for the most part, but like they have to learn a lot more because that's how it'll help them grow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think traveling too has always been a big thing that we always talk about is, is, you know, just, I know as when I was younger, we drove a lot of places, but we didn't travel like out of the country. <laughs> um, and I think like, that's something that, you know, we now that rivers around five, it's something that we actively been talking about, like taking, I mean, we travel a lot out of the country, but not a lot, but like a few times a year <laughs> we'll, we'll go somewhere, whether it be Europe or Sweden or whatever. And, and I think now that he's, five I think now is the good time where he's going to start coming with us as we go and travel and I think it's important because that you know that worldly knowledge goes a long way you know especially at that age you know they don't see um, being around those different cultures and stuff and seeing the world it's like you know the U.S. is not everything right (laughs) as much as we want to believe it it's not yes no (laughs) (laughs) um so one, one question I always like to ask is yeah. when you go through hard times, whether it was during Big Brother, after Big Brother, or just in general, what do you do or try to do to stay strong? Well, um, you know, for me, it's, there's a couple levels of like hard times. I mean, from, from a business owner, there's a, there's a bunch of layers of <laughs> um, responsibility that, that I hold on my shoulders whether it be my employees, my employees, families, um, just the, the ownerships, like the different investors, there's just a lot of responsibility from a day to day that I I have to make sure that everything is taken care of. Um, so that can get it really over, over, overbearing and, and it can become a lot uh, of pressure for me. Like I'm very self-aware of like with me, with myself. So like, I always try to reflect, um, pinpoint certain things that happen and make sure that, you know, if I start acting a certain way, I know it, you know, and I know okay, this is the reason why I'm acting this way and that way. Um, and try to kind of catch it before it gets, you know, out of control. Um, for me, it's like staying, staying healthy and staying as fit as possible. Working out helps me a lot clear my mind. Um, one thing that I, I was, I learned and it kind of like brought to the forefront of my, of my brain over the big brother thing. Um, it definitely like made me have more thorough thoughts, meaning like taking the time in the morning, um, thinking about the day, not like just rushing into everything and being more present in moments. Um, I think that's really important. That helps me, uh, not stress out and not get overwhelmed and not go down this rabbit hole. And look, it might mean, look, I'm going to tack on, I'm going to have to not get something done that I wanted to get, get, get done today. But ultimately I was present, whether it be a meeting with a staff member or meeting with an, uh, one of my investors or just having a phone call with my mother, but being present in that moment, whether it be for 15 or 20 minutes, 
I think that goes a long way right now. We have so much outside distraction in our world, right? We, we have so many things that are a constant, like go, 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 go. We don't take the time to sit, have a conversation. And those conversations mean a lot. And not only to your mother, they mean a lot, but they mean a lot to whoever's in front of you. There's something that's written on my wall right now. It says, wherever you are, give that place the justice it deserves. So yeah. for me, that's, the moment in your life that's being at the beach with your son that's that's the us talking right now right where my full focus is on what we're doing in, in the present moment and i think that kind of stuff goes a long way and it adds up through the day and it adds up to the year and i think ultimately it's been help it's no i've noticed it do a number on my personal life and my brain just to be able to be present and yeah, I'm not getting as much done and, but I just, it moves over to the next day and then I get that done tomorrow or whatever yeah. it might be. And I think it's ultimately helping me process and not get so frantic. Cause it's some, like, I, I remember I used to work very frantically. I gotta go this and this and this and this, and it's just, it's snowballs effect. And like, yeah, that's not how I want to live my life. I don't want to be in this constant rush. I still want to achieve the things that I want to achieve and I want to do great things but there's a different way to go about it instead instead of being this like frantic person that's running around crazy because then what I've learned is I stress out I snap I do certain things that I'm not normal normally do and Mm -hmm. I think it takes me out of the person that I want to be so that's it's just and that I think for me it's become it's coming from just being self-aware and noticing things when I do do certain things a certain way Um, but I'm just I'm sticking to the being present being in the moment and enjoying those moments and it's helped it's really helped me uh with uh, with a lot of stress and just being being who i want to be well that's awesome i i completely agree with you i think i like for a while would get like ocd so i'd feel like i have to get all this stuff done but really if you get like even one or two things done like the most important and then the next day you go to the next important and it, it yeah. really does help yeah i think we you know the generation we're in with all the technology it's it's it helps and it makes stuff that it makes things a lot easier but at the same time it's turning us into this like go 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 i mean we see it in our jobs right there's a lot of people that work for companies and work for different people and you've kind of gotten away society's gotten away from this idea that you work a nine to five i mean it doesn't really exist anymore even if you're in the office from nine to five your boss is still emailing you at seven or eight or nine or yeah. 10 PM and your expectation is to reply. Right. And that, right. and, and so I think there was a pushback years ago where they're like, that's not my, you know, it's not in my privy of my job, but now a new age of new age of person and worker has come up where they're like, no, I'll do that. And I'll be available to everyone all the time. And that's something that, we've created and we, you know, are, that's just how we are now. So, you know, we're just turning into this nonstop and as much as it's good, it also is, can be really bad. You know, if you're yeah. not able to control it, which basically turns us on to frantic phone finders, and we're just, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is good at the same, there, there's definitely great things that come from that. I think there's a, an ability to manage it too and manage expectations and, and coming out of the house was the, my, one of the other big things that I wanted to put into effect is I didn't want to be available to everyone all the time. And I had become available 
and reachable and, you know, all the time. And I think that's something that we all have to find, you know, what we want in that regard, because I think we've all become very <laughs> available. Yeah. You know? Especially with like social media, it's really easy to reach people. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, remember back in the day when there was a phone on the wall and there, <laughs> if you weren't by the phone, then you're unreachable. Yeah. So, you know, I think not that I say I want to go back to that, but at the same time, I think, you know, carving out time where you're like, Hey, I'm not, I'm unreachable. And, and sometimes yeah. it goes back to be like, Hey, look, I, I want to call my friend back, but I'm going to wait and I'm going to call them tomorrow. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I don't need to respond to every text right now at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I, I've learned that even with my business is like some stuff is important and needs to get back, but a lot of stuff can wait. And if I'm, you know, if it's 10 o'clock at night and someone messaged me something that, that, you know, can be answered tomorrow, then let's answer tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so there's things like that have definitely come to the forefront and just being able to manage my time and my expectations of what I want. And I don't know if it just comes from age, but it's working. So, <laughs> so why not? <laughs> yeah. Well, thank exactly. you so much for coming on and sharing like what, how you stay strong and just talking about like your time on Big Brother and just mental health in general. I so appreciate it. And I know my audience will too. Where can they oh. find you? Yeah. So all my social media is Memphis Garrett, um, so Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, the whole, whole nine, just Memphis Garrett, two hours, two T's. Uh, they can follow me along. Got some big stuff coming out, new venues opening. So yeah. So follow along and check out the journey. I don't know if it's entertaining, but Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is. Well, thank you again. And this was another episode of with love Alexa. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.